All right, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, the Afro Boy, Pressing Unity, and this is the Lost African Podcast. And to remind everyone um, why you're here, the initial reason was because this show is to bring you around the ideal that unity is possible, and we've lost that concept as a collective, as people, because we don't know about one another. We need to talk and understand about those problems. Like, we need to do that. And this is a place, for me, this is a place where we get it done. So we talk about Afroculture and Afro history or Black history in a world perspective because where I'm from, which is in North America, they don't teach us. I have never learned an in-depth about what it means in my Africanness. From all the way to kindergarten when I started uh, watching the first African symbolized movie, which was Lion King, which has a way deeper meaning if you know anything about South Africa and Botswana. Shout out to those who listen to me from South Africa and Botswana. There's so many other things, uh, along with uh, group economics, Afro-economics. So I do that every Fridays. And um, on today, which is Wednesday, where we do the concept about Afro-conceptual, which is around socialism and political and those things that we sweep under the rug that are real issues that keep us from doing what? Unifying. That is the basis of why I made this show. So let's get into it. <laughs> and I will be doing um, this show as a six-week uh, six week to two-month uh, series. Every episode we'll watch, so every week we'll drop this. The last days of Tommy Lee Gray. And the reason I wanted to do this was because, number one, an iconic man who does know his African heritage, Samuel Jackson, is playing a 91-year-old man who suffers from dementia, who was taking, um, who, who finds this, this doctor that has this um, one-time cure because he's on a mission to save his family and find out who uh, killed his nephew, his beloved nephew, that all while the rest of his black family, remember this, this is deeper than just his dementia because my grandmother had dementia. And this made me reflect and miss her so much because it made me feel like I just didn't know enough. I didn't really look at it as a, a illness and my family didn't really talk to me or tell me as if this is I took it as just my grandma's just getting old she's being weird and oh she does this every day and I'm getting frustrated because I'm not looking at it as what is happening to my grandma that my grandma is forgetting her life Forgetting who she is, forgetting my mama forgot me at a point. And I never put myself in, in those shoes and, and hurt myself so much when I when I watched the show because I missed her. And, and I really wish I could tell her that um I wish I would have did a better job understanding what was going on with her. 
I really wish I would have um, cherished those those moments where she did remember me as her grandson and picking me up from school and, and reading the Bible to me. Like she was sitting in her mirror. I have memories of my grandmother. She would sit in her room in her little window, wait on my grandfather to get home. Um, and she would have a Bible and she would feed me peaches sometimes. So I would sit in, sit on the floor and watch her TV. She would let me watch her TV. Um, and that's how we would spend like little moments together. She would read the she would read the Bible to me as a, a little boy. She would read the scripture and I would eat, she would share peaches with me. She would she was old school too, because she would eat her peaches from a can and a jar. And it was whole peaches. That's why I love peaches so much. Like that's like a lot of people don't know that. But I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting sort of off track and in track. Um, but that's my reasoning behind why. So let's get into it. So when you go into the first episode, uh, you open and you get a glimpse of what looks like to be a family secret. We just urge that, uh, Tommy Lee Gray, Uncle Gray, Papa Gray is trying to remember some backstory about why this person or this, this one man is so important. I believe his, I believe his name is Cornbread. See, um, Samuel Jackson is playing, playing a black man from the South that grew up sharecropping, just like my grandfather. And I believe he's from, I believe he's from Arkansas, where my grandmother is from. But anyway, he's an he's a older black man from the South dealing with dementia. You get into some of his backstory about who and why this man is the way he is. Um, someone important, as the man he's trying to remember, is supposed to be someone important that dies for him in a fire, saving his life. And you have a glance at his memories. And then you have his nephew. His nephew, Reggie, comes into the fold as the family member. And us as a collective, especially as black families. Um, have to do a better care of taking care of all our family members, especially the the, the, the elders and the ones who are sick. Um, but he's just that one. He's the only family member that stuck around because people don't want to deal with it, right? But it shouldn't be something we're saying we're dealing with. It should be, and it's, especially now, this is why I try to, to do my best to even my aunties and great aunts and and my, my grandfather and, and my grandmother on my aunt on my father's side to cherish the moments I do have with them and, and be more humble and more loving because none of the other family is there. You know, they feel like Uncle Gray, Papa Gray is, is a nuisance. We don't, we don't feel like dealing with that. Um, so Uncle Gray, you know, through his story, you hear about the hard work of Reggie got to take him to the hospital. They, they give, give you a glimpse of how his his life was going. He, you know, his nephew Reggie takes to the hospital, takes to the bank, and so forth. That um, that he worked hard in the field. You know, he, he was sharecropping, they worked 80 hours a day from sun up to sundown, and so forth. Now, um, when he gets to the doctor's office, like I said prior to in the opening, uh, he gets referred to a guy named Dr. Ruben. He referenced how it there's a treatment out here because the doctor is noticing that he's forgetting 
who people are because the doctor that, that treats him daily was actually a person that grew up in his neighborhood, consistently seeing his nephew Reggie play with his nephew Reggie and so forth, play with his kids. He has no idea who this man is. So he talks to his nephew Reggie. He like, yeah, um, it's a doctor that I believe uh, can help you that specializes in treating dementia. Um, and the reason that his nephew Reggie was so adamant about him taking it was because after they go to the doctor's office in the following scenes, he takes him and feeds him. Now his house is a mess. I want to let you get more deeper background as, as to how this man lives. He lives as a, as a hoarder. He keeps everything in, in a pile. He keeps little things organized to try to consistently remember what this is, this, this, and that. Uh, but it got so bad because he would wander around the house, speaking to his memories and so forth. Like it was bad, and it's and it's glimpse of how dangerous it can be for someone with dementia to live on their own. That is extremely dangerous. But he forgets to eat when they go out. He ate a whole plate of chicken. They, they served him. His nephew Reggie is speaking with him. And this is so important. So please listen to me as we go through uh, his journey. And we should take this as a reflective point. Is how we should cherish more about our elders, especially in the black community. I'm going to get more into that. But he forgets to eat. He just ate a whole plate of chicken, I think some fries, some little side diner. And he asked Reggie, he, yeah, when the food coming out, he just ate a whole plate. But because his mind, that mind is such a powerful thing. That is why on a historical tip, when it comes to why I named the podcast, what I called it is because they tore down the mind of us as African descendant people, if you follow these guidelines as the melanated people of this earth, for us to be enslaved, they tore down the mind, ripped away everything of previously was, so we had to rebuild this image, which we are as black Americans are very proud of. We, we are proud of this image, but we have to tell you what version of that image is. But they tore down the mind. They took away something that was so important into the reflection and impact of how you speak to me. If I don't know that I'm a prince of a West African kingdom, and I just believe that, oh, oh, I am descended of a prince who's a prince of a West African kingdom, I would just think I am this enslaved person in this condition versus holding my chest high, holding my head high, saying that you cannot talk to me in this manner. I am royalty. I come from this line, this line, and this line of great warriors, warriesses, female warriors, and so forth. So you can't talk to me crazy. Um, but, so, and then we get into... Now, even though, you know, he, his mind is in the wind throughout the stories and throughout the series, this is where we get into us as a collective, paying more attention to our elders and, and what they experience and so forth. It's because his nephew, his other nephew, which is 
the modern day version of a lot of young black men in our community who are just they're going with what is because they can't see that there's more to the world there's more of a possibility so they they they're in a rut so what they only know how to finesse and scheme and you got to get it how you live right we call it getting out the mud when we find the hood that's 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 what we call it um so his mentality is wrapped around that, even in dealing with his own family members, which is very bad. And this is very real. I'll tell you why I say that. Um, he, he introduces to himself, you know, I'm your nephew, I'm your nephew, Hilly. You know, don't you remember me? It's a picture of me on the wall. Just look on the wall. Because he, he uh, Papa Gray, well, uh, Tommy Lee Gray keeps a little... Uh, cliffhangers to click his mind and he is trying to get to remember he's like yeah i'm your nephew really so forth so gray finally opens the door finally opens the door he's like oh yeah this so forth but he is his his hilly's reaction he man why why does it smell like this why is your house so dirty why and why this why that so forth talking about his family members but yet the family in itself is what not doing their part. You're they're allowing these things to happen. We don't take the things that are happening to our elders as a reflection of the impact or the responsibilities that we let go of as a family. I'm talking about myself, me included. When I when I speak, I'm speaking as as a supposed voice. For the diaspora and anyone who relates to us and what we may or may not go through as a collective as family members. Because I feel like this isn't just a black household thing. This is like a diaspora household thing. I feel like this issue is something that also reflects in um, our people and externally for anyone else who goes through this as human beings. Like this is a problem. So he got to take them to the bank. He's like, yeah, this is the day that Reggie take me to the bank and do all my other errands and woo woo. So he take him to the bank. He, he take him to the bank and they get pulled over by the police. This is another real life scenario about what happens in our communities. The police, instead of believing um the young man, because they're stereotyping the profiling him. They pull him over, they try to put him in cuffs because they believe that oh, he can't just be walking his uncle or, or or his his granddad to the bank that, that don't make sense we don't do these things in our community right this is uh, oh no they don't, what they don't waste their time taking care of their elders this is the spectrum in which these statements are being made the mind frames in which these statements are being made you gotta think it's, it's always deeper than that always deeper than that but Tommy Lee, even though he's dealing with dementia and it's serious, he still understands that his nephew is in danger. There's something wrong. There's something ain't right. So he tell the police officers, hey, hey, this this my nephew. Hold on. I, I know him. This is what's the name? TT Auntie's son. I know him. He taking to my he taking me to my other nephew, Reggie. It's okay, I got him. But before that, they was about to take him to jail, rough him up. It was about to be a whole horrible scene, right? Now, here's why I get into the negative impact of how our 
the youth aren't being taken care of from the community and the struggles of raising them in what it perceived to be a single household because I did not see nephew Healy's father in any of these scenes. And I recently uh, watched an interview with Charleston White. He gave a estimated statistic. Just full disclaimer, anything you hear me say should not be based as a factual statement. It should be just based as a researched, opinionated conclusion that I based on and, and no one else's. But you have to do your own fact checking on. But Charleston White's statement, to get back to it, says that over 70%, 70 to 75%, Estimated be close to three-fourths of black households are single-parent households and single-mother households. So he taking him to the bank. Again, he is not the regular person. He is not Reggie, who constantly is with uh, Mr. Gray, Papa Gray, Uncle Gray. So even the bank teller, because she knows his condition, is like, hey, is this, do you know this man? Is he... Uh, is he your family member? So forth. He vouches for him. He said, yeah, I know him. And this is also where we have to care about each other as a collective and as a community. Because in the same scene, two things happen. He he gets he gets taken advantage of by a family member and someone in the community, even though the scene is supposed to jog his memory about why he has to remember about a treasure or a family secret from the beginning. But I also want to talk about it in the aspect of what she did outside of that. So there's this big family secret. Remember, y'all, y'all got to stay with me. All these things are very important as we go through this series together. Um, He gets uh, a memory job because she's trying to get money from him. She's saying, hey, I, I'll give you this ring. I need 50 $40 to pay on my rent or utility bill. I'm an urge. Can you help me, Mr. Gray? So forth. Do you remember? Do you remember that whole finesse game? And he might, she might really know him. But it's 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 a finesse game in this moment. It's a little scam. The way they played out in the scene. This is someone that's supposedly a part of the community. Uh outside of that, what happens when they cast the, the checks? Is he supposed to get three checks? The nephew, Hilly, that's taking him to the bank does what? Take his money. So what have, what was the mindset that was forwarded into this young man to where he does not care enough about another, another black man who is his elder, who was a part of his community, but also is his blood relative, his family. He doesn't care enough about his own family. He is going to take advantage of this man's illness, disability, and take his money. And say, oh man, he only put it in one envelope. Yeah, that's the money they gave you. While letting him give his money away. He not even caring that he giving the stranger who he don't even know. His uncle's money. He does not care anything truly about this man in the way he should. Even though he did take him to Reggie's house. He did. So... Um, in that he finally gets to Reggie's house uh, and he tells Hilly's mother he's having a little glimpse of who people are when he finally gets there 
that, yeah, I think he stole my money, so forth and so on. She don't even pay attention to the fact that he's saying what he's saying. She don't even address the fact that her son might have done this. She don't say, let me see. They don't check nobody. She just, oh, okay. Ooh. She takes her son word for it. We have to challenge our children, our family members, and our elders to be honest, truthful, and check them when needed to be because that is the only way we are going to stay true to the path of really getting and becoming a collective especially as a diaspora when we're dealing interchangeably with one another. As we build a mutual love, and I feel like we could build a, a, what, what is called a mutual ground of a culture to my eyes. I feel like we can get to a true cooperative place. This is possible in my eyes. I believe this. But she, they go and they tell him that... Um, his nephew Reggie is gone. Breaks down crying. Crying his eyes out that his nephew Reggie is gone. Because this is one of his, his children. It's one of his children that did not leave his side. All while he was going downhill, the, the image and likeness of his being is disappearing. And they stuck with him. They stuck with him. So uh they have a scene where he's what uh the little the there's a new family member, I think her name is Ruben, is gonna be taking care of him that Reggie told uh Tommy Lee about. He said, Yeah, this girl Ruben gonna come take care of you. Is you cool with that before he passes? So he's like, Oh, her name Ruben, I like her, okay. Comfortable with him. He feels some type of connection to be comfortable with him. Uh, she take him home, and in the scene, Reggie's spirit uh, comes to him and flashes, right? Because you never know when people are living a different life from illness to blindness of deafness, death. The heightenedness of what you call heightened senses can even be felt so deaf that it could be even on the spiritual level. That they really could see, hear, feel, and and be a part of a of another realm that we can't access because they say we only use 10% of our brains. Um, and that's why heritage is so important to me. That's why, like, if you go on my Instagram page, if you go on my TikTok page. My, my videos, a short video of content, you'll see me talk a lot about why heritage is so important. Because it is a reflection of why I don't see uh, differences in the manner of that's a complete stranger when I see a, a black man from Africa, when I see a black man from the Caribbean, when I see a black man from Britain, and so forth. That That's, that's one of the reasons why, because I understand our collective heritage who we were in the beginning, what we went to, went through in the in the past, up to who we are as individuals in present day and where the similarities entwine. I understand that. So I, I talk to all my brothers and sisters in the same manner. Um, but you know, he asked Reggie, uh, 
you know, are you really dead? And Reggie tells him, yeah, I'm really gone. And he makes a vow to himself that, okay, I'm going to take this medicine, take this pill to find out who killed my nephew and the secret that will save my family. Because the black family needs to be saved. This is a bit, everything about this concept of this show is so important. It's so important. So please like, please share, please subscribe. It's very important. Um, because the black family, the black diaspora, our, our siblings around the world as a collective need to be saved from themselves in a metaphorical sense. We need this treasure that can take away our worries as a collective and bring us closer together so we can push forward as we've seen throughout historical time from Nate Turner to Marcus Garvey to Steve Biko to Nelson Mandela to the Melgrove Nine in Black Britain. Oh yeah, I really know about Black people from most of the world who've all had the passion to move as a collective to fight for a lot of the things that we have been oppressed by because we understand that we need each other and we should keep that in mind. Stop telling yourself that you are different from this African man. That is the beginning of you if you believe that that is part of your true line and lineage. Uh, ask me. When you meet an African man or an African woman, which is a, is a black woman, because who defined, who told us we were black? You wouldn't want to get into this concept. We did not do that. Someone else did that. But what did we do as the blacks of the Western world? Because Caribbeans also call themselves black men and black women. That we will not be your textbook definition. We will redefine the image of the black man, the image of the black woman. Through all the negative ed education that has been spread to us, we will still hold our head high in this new image because you took it away the old one, the old reflection, the old impact. We're going to do that. Um, but yeah, so he vows to take the pill and he vows to avenge his nephew and that's how the, sh the, the show ends. Um, but to, on, to end notes and end the show, the reason I spoke about all this is because um, dementia uh, as a whole affects all our people. I'm pretty sure that we have someone who's an elder in our family who goes through this, that we should pay more attention to the fact that this is an illness. This really affects them. And can you really try to put yourselves in their shoes? Can you live your life Knowing that you've forgotten everything about your past self, all your greatest memories, from the memories of this, the, the times that you were a kid with your mother to your to the, the concept that you may forget your first love, your last love, your second love, the person you married, your kids, your grandkids, your uncles, your aunties, all of these impactful people, your best friend. Can you live that life? And how horrible that would be to forget all of that. Like, put yourselves in their shoes and be more aware about what's going on. So that's my speech, and I, I hope you've gotten something impactful. I hope you share this. I hope you listen. Um, and I pray for my, my family internally and externally, from the islands and the Caribbeans to in Africa to the, those who are affected as, as Caribbeans and immigrants. 
and, and people of color and so forth uh, that are affected through the, the world issues, the, the war crisis and so forth, please uh, reach your hand out to them if you could. Please email me at unity at lostafricanpodcast.com if you know any way for me to contribute to helping the diaspora, helping my African brothers and sisters, helping my Caribbean brothers and sisters, um, and the people who are impacted in today's current crisis and any other crisis that affects us as melanated people and people of this earth. Uh, that is my show. Peace, be love to y'all, and I will holler at y'all later. Um, one second. We are done.